This teaching comes to you from the team at St Mark's Darling Point, Sydney. We hope that it blesses you. The first reading this morning is on page 430 of the Pew Bibles and it's taken from Psalm 15. O Lord, who may abide in your tent? Who may dwell on your holy hill? Those who walk blamelessly and do what is right and speak the truth from their heart, who do not slander with their tongue and do no evil to their friends, nor take up a reproach against their neighbours, in whose eyes the wicked are despised, but who honour those who fear the Lord, who stand by their oath even to their hurt, who do not lend money at interest and do not take a bribe against the innocent. Those who do these things shall never be moved. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. The second reading is from Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42, and it can be found on page 845 of your pew Bible. Now, as they went on their way, Jesus entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to, to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. Hear the word of the Lord. Thanks, Gander. Let's pray. Our Lord, we thank you that you address us through your word, the Bible. We pray this morning that as we come to look at it, that we would listen intently and that you would transform us by it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, no matter who we are or what stage of life we're in, it's very to, see, to find ourselves in the thick of busyness. Sydney is a busy place to live. This close to the city, there's a lot going on, lots of traffic, lots of people, lots of activity. For younger people, we've got, they've got study demands, part-time jobs, extra activities, sport, family. And there's a mental health crisis going going on for young people at the moment, in part due to some of the pressure of all those things. For older people, there's work, keeping healthy, doctor's appointments, keeping up with the kids, siblings, ageing parents. And with families, there's the added complexity of coordinating everybody and the chaos of small kids. And And living around here can be expensive, So long, demanding hours at work, or just the time and energy of managing money and expenses. And you might think that being a Christian, being a disciple of Jesus, would make it easier. And Jesus says, I'll take your burdens. But so often, being a disciple compounds the busyness. 
It's demanding. Jesus calls us to follow him, even to the point of death, to put him first as the priority in our lives, to proclaim the kingdom with our words and our lives, to radically inconvenience ourselves for others, to work hard, to be loving parents, spouses, friends. Being a disciple in Sydney in 2020 can be really demanding of our time and energy and can even make us anxious and worried. So is this what it means to be a disciple? To be running around like headless chickens, always waiting to catch the next breath. Constant activity for the sake of others, for the church, for Jesus. Well, maybe. Living as a faithful disciple might mean a really busy, full life. But it doesn't have to be either. Because the most important part about being a disciple is listening to our Lord Jesus, sitting and listening to him. No matter how busy or quiet your life is, no matter how many demands you have, no matter how important you are, how anxious or distracted you feel, the most important thing you can do in your day, in your week, is to sit and listen to Jesus. And that's what this next story from the Gospel of Luke is about. So let's look at it together. Keep your Bibles open in front of you. Chapter 10, starting from verse 38. Now as they went on their way, he, that's Jesus, entered a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Now remember earlier in Luke chapter 10, Jesus sent out the 70 to the surrounding villages to proclaim the good news. And so now we have Jesus entering a village and he meets this woman, Martha, who accepts him into her home. And so this welcoming Jesus in is the starting point for being a disciple, welcoming Jesus into our lives, being his follower, not just a fan. That's the thing we've, we've kept coming back to. But look at what happens next. Martha had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks, so she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. And you know, Martha's complaint here is reasonable. They have a visitor. And according to the customs of hospitality, which I think we still have now, the host, and for them, especially the, wo- the women, were to provide a meal for their guest. And so Martha is ob- kind of obeying all the social norms, everything seemed to be right, to show honour to her guest. And her guest is Jesus. So he deserves all this, right? But Mary is just sitting there idly doing nothing. In fact, according to Jewish custom of the day, by sitting like that, just sitting and talking while Martha worked and not doing the housework, Mary is acting like a man and not a woman. She's not doing what she ought to be doing in that cultural context. And so it doesn't seem fair for Martha. Isn't Martha, not Mary, being the right kind of disciple, honouring her Lord with her hospitality and hard work? But look at how Jesus responds. 
Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken from her. What Jesus wants from his disciples, from women and men, is to sit and listen to him, just like Mary and look at the way she does it too. First, she, she listens to what he's saying. She listened to Jesus' words. And the way that we listen to Jesus' words today is in the Bible. And not just the words in quotation marks in the Gospels, but the words of our Lord. She was listening to her Lord in all of the Bible. At St. Mark's, we believe the Bible is the very word of God. It's our source of wisdom. It's our source of life. The glasses through which we see the world, see ourselves, see God, and it shapes by God's Spirit as we read it, it shapes who we are, our decisions, our actions, how we live as disciples. You know, a couple of weeks ago, Michael uh, made a, an offer, I suppose, that asking you if you have a Bible at home that you can read. And I just want to reiterate that. If you want some help getting a, a readable Bible in your home, then we'd love to help you. Write that on the comment card and we can see about getting one for you. She listens to what Jesus is saying. Now, second, Mary, she sits at the Lord's feet. You know, she's not kind of a gaze, she's not gazing adoringly up at Jesus like an idol or a rock star or something like that. And this is a picture of a disciple, a follower, a learner. This is how the followers of ancient rabbis learned. Like an enthusiastic child engaged to learn from her teacher. And she takes the initiative. She sits herself down at his feet to listen, learn and live like him. And I think we, we forget that this is a privilege the worst thing, I think, was if we came before this and added listening to Jesus to another, as another thing on our list that burdened us. But this is a privilege. Jesus says that you can do this. You can put aside the busyness, the anxiety, the responsibilities and slow down, stop, and just spend time listening to him. Sitting and reading alone at home in the morning or before bed, spending time listening to him with others, out loud with your family at night, some friends at lunch, connect groups, and at church together. And even listening to the Bible on audiobook while we're walking. Sometimes sitting down and reading can be a bit, bit too much, to, a bit too easily distracted for some people, and they prefer listening by audiobook. And that's fantastic. It's all sitting at Jesus' feet to learn. And third, as she did it, she was choosing, notice she was choosing the good part. This is a bit of a strange phrase, but I think that Jesus is kind of playing with words about food. You know, as Martha prepared the meal, she was preparing parts or portions of food for her guests. But Mary, as she sat down, she was choosing the best portion, the best part, the succulent chicken breast the organic vegetables, the dry-aged eye-fillet steak, the finest chocolate, the best wine. And in the Bible, the word of God is compared to food. 
In Deuteronomy 8.3 it says, and Jesus quotes this himself, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. The word of God nourishes us, feeds us what we need to be healthy disciples. So when we spend time listening to Jesus, it nourishes and prepares us to be a disciple in every other part of our lives. When we eat healthy food, it gives us strong and healthy heart and strong hands, strengthens us to be a faithful and honest worker, a gentle and loving friend or spouse or parent. In the thick of our busyness and rush, we always find some time to sit down and feed our bodies. How much more can we find time to feed our souls? Now, in contrast to Mary, there's Martha. And Martha, she's busy doing, she's working, and most likely doing things for Jesus. But the problem isn't so much that she's doing. Doing things isn't the problem. Because when we work to serve Jesus in church or outside, he loves it. And when we do things to love others, like the Good Samaritan did, he loves it. And our everyday work is good. It's a good part of God's original creation. We were made to work. Work gives us purpose, satisfaction. And it's a way that we can do great good. We can help people by generating wealth, creating jobs, raising our kids, bringing justice, serving people, looking after our families. And so, you know, doing all these things isn't the problem. The problem is that Martha is so worried and distracted that she doesn't listen to Jesus. Now, the reality is that life's demands can really be all-consuming. They make us anxious. They distract us from listening. We get so bound up in doing all these other things and doing them well. And there are a whole lot of good and bad reasons for being worried and distracted. Sometimes doing a lot makes us feel important. Being busy and active can become part of our identity. And sometimes I think that's why we can end up hearing ourselves talk so much about how busy we are. Sometimes it's because people around us really need us. Our employees, our family. Caring for a sick or disabled family member takes a lot of time and energy and love. Sometimes we want security, work hard to keep our jobs keep our jobs to keep our homes. Sometimes we really want to serve and honour Jesus with our service. Sometimes we're just working hard to meet the, the realistic or not expectations that others have on us and that we have on ourselves to be a good son, a good mum, a good friend, a good husband or wife, just a good disciple. As I was preparing this week, this passage hit me really hard. You know, we all have a lot of competing demands and identities. I worry about getting things right. I get distracted by the media. I worry that I'm a good enough husband and dad. I get distracted by the need to be fit and healthy. I wonder whether I'm doing a good enough job as a minister. And all of that can drive me to always be attending to those things and not to listening to Jesus. Not my life as a listening disciple. 
that Jesus says to me, and he says to each of you, yes, those things are important, but do you know what's more important to me? Sitting and listening. I give you permission, he says. Lay down your anxieties, your burdens on me. I'm in control, not you. I give you security that you crave. I give you the importance that you want. I'll take care of those people. You are not God. Don't worry. Don't be distracted. Just sit and listen to me. Before I finish, I want you to ask yourselves, I want us each to ask, what can I do to listen better? Are there some things that you can cut out? Things that are just too much for you, that are too distracting from from you listening? Do you really need to work that extra 15 minutes? Do your kids really need to learn the second instrument? Can that person just wait a few more minutes while you attend to your own spiritual vitality and nourishment? Can you say no to that Sunday party or sports game? Can you study for a little bit less today? Or maybe it's that you can, you're able to carve out the time that you already have to listen to Jesus. You know, if you're someone who has a lot of free time, what an amazing opportunity you have to throw yourself at Jesus' feet and sit enthralled by his teaching. Don't waste that gift of time that God has given you. And the other thing to ask, I think, is what can we do to help each other listen better? How can we help each other to be like Mary? And, you know, I already see this happening around here, and it's so encouraging. I was just speaking to a lady before church who was able to come because somebody drove her here today. That was the only way she could make it here. And what a powerful way it is for us to be able to do things like that, to help others to come and sit and listen. And just being at church to encourage each other, alongside each other, to listen together. Or meeting with others outside church to listen together. Or to help out in creche your kids on the kids' church team so kids can listen and their parents can too. In life with young kids is especially hard, and I think especially for mums to be involved in church in a way that they can sit and listen to Jesus. And so all of us, dads, friends, how can we look after our kids together as a church family so that everyone can have a chance to be in church or a Bible study during the week so they can sit and listen to Jesus. As the body of Christ, we need to help each other to be able to sit and listen well. At St Mark's, we're a church that is looking to be transformed by the power of God transformed by grace to love each other, serve the city and share Christ. And the way that God transforms us is by his spirit as we listen to his word, as we seek the wisdom of God in these life-giving words of the Bible. And we already do this, but 
how amazing it would be if we did this even more. Imagine it if we regularly sat and listened to Jesus' words at every opportunity. We would be even more enriched and nourished, satisfied with healthy hearts and strong hands. We might be just as busy as ever, or we might decide to slow down, but we would be transformed as we sat and listened intently to our teacher. Let's pray and ask for God's help to do that. Our Father, we thank you that you give us the permission to stop and sit and listen to you. And we pray that you would help us to do this in all the ways that we've heard this morning. Please give us the will, the ability to do this in our own lives and to help each other to do so, so that we would be transformed by your spirit to be more like Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at www.stmarksdp.org to subscribe to our new episodes, browse more resources and find more information about the community of St Mark's.